Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here, back on Amazing Business Radio. Very excited today because it's going to be another amazing episode. Why? Because we are going to somebody who does customer service every single day. He lives, thinks, breathes it all the time. His name is Tom Krenchek, and he serves as the Executive Vice President of Customer Service for Comcast Cable. And he oversees call center operations, which includes phone, chat, social media, uh, any other touch points that customers have with Comcast. And uh, we've got a great history on him, but you can read more about that in the show notes. But here's the point. This guy does it every day. He's the real deal. He's involved in the industry, cable TV, uh, telephone, internet, which you know, has a bit of a reputation for not necessarily being at the top of their game when it comes to customer service, but what Comcast has been known for, at least as of late, is that they're becoming best in class with innovation and not just products, uh, but also in the whole way they conduct their customer service. So, Tom, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. We can't wait to hear your side of the story. Well, Shep, thank you very much for having me. It's, uh, it's great to be here with you, and I look forward to our discussion. Excellent. So we know that before Comcast, uh, as I mentioned, you know, people can read about your bio, but you were with Barclays. And uh, prior to that, maybe another firm or two. But I really want to thank you for your leadership in in our service. Uh, you, you graduated, I believe, from West Point is what you told me. Is that right? Yep, West Point. That is correct. Yep, and you got you it. You served this country, and so we thank you for that. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, just can't tell you how lucky we are to have people like you taking great care of us. So with that in mind, let's start with this. Uh, as I mentioned, Comcast is known to have best-in-class innovation when it comes to products. How do you use that same mentality when it comes to customer service? Yeah, I mean, customer service has to be fully integrated with our products and services right from the get-go. So you think about it, Chef. Let's take a step back. Our products are amazing. They're world-class. They're literally the oxygen that people breathe and how they live their lives. So because of that, we know that there's a lot of passion around our products. I mean, think about your Internet connection. The Wi-Fi goes out or there's a problem with the Internet connection. Literally, the whole household can come to a screeching halt because it is so critical to how we live our lives. It's how we pay our bills. It's how our kids do homework. It's how we get our entertainment. It's how we stay connected to those that we love and spend time with. And so we take that very, very seriously, and we understand the importance of these products to everybody's lives, whether they want to watch TV, whether they want to connect to the Internet. And our service experience, and what we call it, is really moving the service experience to the left to be better embedded into our products and services. And so – you'll see a real spirit at the company right now uh, where my folks, my team are fully partnering and integrated into our overall product strategy. The product owners are being fantastic around how to build service, things like self-healing, self-service, automation options throughout all of the products. And it's just a very cool, exciting time to see the marriage of experience, service, and the overall products that we deliver to our customers all working so well together. I love that. And I love that you said, you know, we're, it is, it's basically, it's part of our oxygen. I saw this TV commercial. Now, I live in St. Louis, Missouri. We don't have Comcast here, at least not that I'm aware of. And uh, I saw where the internet was out for like 10 minutes. And 
oh my God, well, what are we supposed to do? What are we, what are we supposed to talk about? There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> it was like, that's how important internet is to what we do. And internet now is, uh, I mean, major, uh, it, it's maybe not with every technology, but if you want cable TV, sometimes it's internet. If you want phones, sometimes it's internet. It's totally connected. All right, so before we get into some very specifics about what you're doing at Comcast, let's talk about the general world of customer service. I know that, you know, you can stereotype. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it this way. The internet and, and internet providers, cable TV, those type of providers, the industry you're in, has not necessarily been known for great customer service. But I'm going to make you feel better. There's another group that's not that's known for even worse. If it's good enough for the government, no, it is government. And, <laughs> and But here's an interesting statistic, and I throw this out because I believe in th- this year – the new stats came out for 2017. I was a little disappointed that overall customer service has declined just a little bit when you look at every industry across the board. But two, uh, last year, which would have been two years ago, so 2017, the reports came out for 2016, said that virtually every single industry had increased its customer satisfaction levels, including the government. So I'm proud of those boys in Washington, girls in Washington, D.C. Uh, and that was every major uh, company and industry, including yours, which I was happy to hear. Now, what makes it difficult is that customers, uh, and I know, your customers who get cable TV from you are not comparing you to other cable TV or Internet providers. They're comparing you to the shoes they just bought at at a department store where the person there was just so friendly and then there was a problem and they called and somebody handled it on the phone uh and and it was a it was a shoe sale it wasn't a telephone or or a cable tv sale or or project so you're getting compared to other industries because customers are smarter than ever before so talk to us a little bit about what the whole industry what what's happened and and i guess i want to have a base to work from and what you're doing to get rid of that reputation and move into a whole new world where you're you're really delivering world-class service because over the years the last few years comcast uh is reportedly as you read many articles is coming up with new and inventive ways and i would just like to hear you know what you're doing to to combat that reputation that the entire industry has yeah, you hit on a couple of key points, Shep, and, and as we get into the industry piece, maybe just a couple of, uh, of finer points on it from our perspective, um, uh, and also just some of the things that you mentioned that apply across every industry. The, the first one is there's no doubt that expectations of customers continues to get higher and higher, not only for our industry, um, but really across the board. Right. Um, they're better informed. They have uh, more data at their fingertips. Uh, you've got great ways through social media and other pieces and all these different channels to, to share that information. You trust experts, but you also trust your friends uh, and others who have lived through those experiences. And so all of this continues to make customer expectations rise, not just for our industry, but, but across the board. And your point around the comparison, whether it's us versus uh, a, a, another industry, is something that we embrace. We understand that. It's the same customers, and they're going to look – whether it's with their bank or with whomever they, they do shopping with or retail experience, and they're going to assess us all the same. They're not going to do us versus one of our competitors as much as it's us versus, you know, somebody Anybody. else that they bought a product with. Right. And so we, we understand that, and that's been a big part of how we've developed our strategy is not just to look within our industry, but to look wherever we can steal best practices from. Um, we're all customers of a whole bunch of different ways. 
And I love one of the spirit that my team and others have, which is let's constantly benchmark around all of these other experiences that our customers are comparing us with, because it might not be us versus one of our competitors. So that's, that's kind of one thing that we've been looking at. The second thing we already talked about, I mean, there's so much passion around our products because think about the power that comes into it. And you mentioned some of it, but we provide through our X1 platform the best viewing and entertainment video experience that's out there. Um, obviously, we have uh, an incredibly reliable and powerful uh, Internet service. Uh, voice both through our landline as well as through our recently launched Xfinity Mobile. We do home security. So those are things that are critical to how people live their lives and how they protect their families and spend time with their families. But those things are very complex. Um, it is not as easy as just ordering a pair of shoes, um, even though we know that that's a comparison that we might get. We embrace that too to say, understand that our customers expect us to manage all of that complexity for them and to just be able to go there and help them uh, with whatever their questions, customer education, or concerns could be. And then the last piece around this is wherever that best practice could come from or whatever the issue is within uh, us or our industry, it's ours to embrace and own and to get better at. And we uh, are very self-critical. Uh, we really take any opportunities that we come across as learning opportunities. Uh, I love how we as a company have been focused on getting better and learning and plowing that back into our overall experiences and really just owning it. And we do that through a couple of different ways. I won't get into too much details because I know you want to you, you get a, a little bit deeper here in just a second. But we take the feedback and all these learning opportunities incredibly serious, uh, not only from the customer's point of view, but also from our employee's point of view. And I firmly believe that you cannot have a great customer experience without a great employee experience. And so I invest just as much time around how we can empower and arm our employees with the best experience possible so that they can carry that over uh, in every part of the customer journey uh, directly to the customer as well. Yeah, I, ta- I preach all the time uh, to be the best company to buy from. You also have to be the best company to work for. Uh, what's happening on the inside of a company is being felt on the outside, which is why you treat your employees. I call it my employee golden rule. Do unto employees as you want done unto the customer, if not even a little better, just to really set the tone. <laughs> so uh, totally on board with that. One of the things uh, that you had mentioned, and I think, uh, you know, as you, you compare, you, you know, you get it. You're being compared to outside you know, completely outside of your industry. This is what my expectation of customer service is. But I think there's something good that's happening, and and I'm not sure you're hitting on it or not. It sounded a little bit like it. Over the years, technology has gotten better. And by the way, I remember when I was a kid, I had like four television channels. That was it. There was no cable TV. And today there's 400 channels in high def, and I can record and watch on my phone or watch in another room. Or It's amazing. And that's just cable TV. But would you say that the number of incidents per customer has been reduced because of the quality of the product and the innovations into the products that you've created? Yeah, there's no doubt that that's the case. I mean, the products continue to get um, just better and better and better across the board. Um, We have really focused on how do we go there and be, be there for our customers um, one, so that they just have a seamless, reliable, and great experience. But two, whenever they do have an issue, that we can get it resolved right the first time. Um, while the number of issues continues to get less and less, the importance of that issue when it does happen for us becomes more and more important. So we really want to make sure that we're, again, focused on the experience for our customers and our employees so that they can be there 
um, to solve that uh, question. A lot of our questions are around customer education because of how powerful our products are and they want to get the most out of them. They have a question around from a billing perspective or a repair perspective. How do we get that fixed right the first time? And a real laser focus to do that. And not just in the call centers, but across all these channels. I think, Shep, at the beginning, you talked about some of the responsibilities. We have really expanded our channels of service and support to meet our customers where they want to be met. So whether that's through social media and a lot of the great work we've done there, whether it's through chat, whether it's through phone, whether it's through a technician coming to your house and all the investments and, and, and continued improvements that we've done there around, um, uh, you know, appointment windows and things like tech ETA where you can see exactly when the technician is going to show up. At your, like all of that kind of stuff is put in place with that exact piece in mind. Again, incidents continue to go down. But when there is a question or something that we can be there to support our customers with, we have to nail it the first time. Yeah, I think that the way technology is is getting better and better. I just read a great article about L.L. Bean. I don't know if you read it just this past week. And for those of you listening to the interview a year from now, uh, we're doing this in the first quarter of 2018. Uh, L.L. Bean withdrew its lifetime guarantee on its products. And I said, oh, this is really interesting. By the way, they did it in a very classy way. I don't think it's going to upset really any of the customers that understand who they are and the quality. They've left the door open for a a warranty or a guarantee that covers any defect in manufacturing. But in the way today's world, uh, the the way people are selling and buying used clothing and whatever, people are taking advantage of. Anyway, here's the point. I did some history uh, uh, searching, and I found out that Mr. L.L. Bean started in one room selling 100 he he manufactured 100 uh, pairs of boots and he did a mailer and he sold out of the 100 pairs of boots which he was very excited about except nine, 90 of the 100 came back <laughs> defective and it's like oh my gosh talk about a customer service debacle and uh, and this is way back you know gosh i don't remember what the year was but it's not quite 100 years maybe it is around 100 years ago when this happened and, like, how did he overcome it? What he did is he said, number one, I gave everybody their money back and told them I'm going to fix it. And when I fix it, I'll let them know, and hopefully they'll buy it again. And they did. So that, it was just the start of creating that confidence. And I thought that's what companies need to do. You know, we're going to take a short break. We've been going, and I could talk about this for hours, but let's take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk about some other things that Comcast is doing. We're talking talking with Tom Karinchak, the Executive Vice President of Customer Service, doing amazing things over at Comcast. This is Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. Chef Hiking here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.shepondemand.com. Once again, that's shepondemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, talking with Tom Karinchak, the Executive VP of Customer Service for Comcast Cable. So you have more than 29 million customers. Uh, That's a huge number of customers that you're trying to always make happy. And so many employees, and from everything from digital support to call center reps to people that are out in the field, um, in-store reps for the, you know, for the retail. What do you give employees to ensure that 
they can do the job they're supposed to do. Yeah, Chef, I mean, we talked a little bit about this uh, already, but just that I think it bears reinforcement. You cannot have a great customer experience without a great employee experience. And your golden rule analogy, I think, is great. And so we have invested a lot to arm our employees with the tools, the policies, the training, uh, everything that they can have at their fingertips so that they can be there focused on fixing it right the first time and taking care of our customers. And, you know, when I first took this job, I, I uh, went out uh, in the first week and took phone calls across all of our different queues from sales to service to billing, just so I could really get uh, a deep and rich understanding around the employee experience and, and what our folks do and, you know, continue to do that. I've, I've worked in, uh, in, in some of our retail stores and you find out a whole bunch of things. First off, our employees are fantastic. I mean, they just love taking care of the customers. Uh, it's incredible uh, the passion that they have for the company and for serving others. And I looked at it and I said, you know what, but there's some real opportunities that we could do to give them a better experience in terms of their tools, the technology, the training, and the other pieces that we can do on their behalf. And so, you know, since that time, we've done things like we've doubled the amount of training time uh, that we do for our employees um, from both a service perspective, a product perspective, all of those kind of things. We've invested and built all kinds of great pieces of technology. It's, it's interesting when I actually – I uh, went out and looked at these things. I found out that we had, uh, as a representative example, they would have over 20 different screens that they would have to navigate. So think about that. Exactly. You're trying to focus on the customer on the phone call, and you're overwhelmed with trying to bounce back and forth and swivel between all these different screens to navigate. Uh, they couldn't do even some basic pieces around cutting and pasting. We had uh, over 10 different ticketing systems, multiple IVRs, which are – you know, that voice response system that, uh, that, that you'll, you'll go through and, and anytime you talk to a company. By the way, that IVR wasn't voice enabled, um, so it wasn't leveraging the most contemporary technology. So you kind of get the picker. We, pick, picture. We had to go through and just revamp our systems, our policies, our training. Um, and I won't bore you with all of the details, but we have made just some incredible progress to that end. And we've created things like uh, what we call Einstein 360, mm-hmm. which is built uh, by Comcasters for Comcasters. We call it a genius at your fingertips. And it's really a contemporary cutting-edge agent desktop where they have a full knowledge system. Uh, We built this cool capability that goes along with it called Customer Timeline, which gives all of our technicians, our call center agents, uh, a full 360-degree view of the customer's journey with us. So they can see over 250 data elements that are combined into this, so every interaction any technology issues, any error codes that they had. And this just arms them with all this information so they can get into that really deep customer experience um, with our customers and be able to serve them. So there's so many other things that we've done, but it just gives you a flavor for the spirit of innovation that we've had to really be there for our employees, to, to give them the training, the tools, the technology, the data, and everything they need to be there for our customers. Still have work to do, but I'm incredibly proud of the progress and uh, and the work that our teams are doing. Well, and, and I appreciate that you say there's work to do because even the best companies recognize it's still a journey. It doesn't end. As new ideas, new technology comes up, you can only make it better. So I want to talk to you about training in a moment, but I want to ask you if uh, there's lots of ways artificial intelligence, AI, is being used today. And I don't want to turn this into a discussion of AI, but 
One of the cool concepts I've heard about and have seen in action, I, I attend uh, the IBM Think Conference every year, which is coming up in just a few weeks again. And one of the things uh, Jenny Romney, who is their CEO, talked about was flipping the letters AI to become IA, which is the intelligent assistant that supports the customer support professional. So the machine listens in real time and hears what the customer is asking and is giving the professional uh, support rep uh, information on their screen based on what the words and the questions that this machine is hearing. Any of that being used today? Yeah, so we have a couple of different examples of that. So um, one of them that we use with our agents uh, is actually a um, what we call a virtual assistant, which will go through and take all of this data and telemetry that we're getting um, based upon what the customer has experienced. Again, think back to some of those error codes and other things, what they say in the IVR, what we can see from the issues. And you take all of that together and you look at all this data and telemetry in the background, leverage the capabilities you were just talking about, and then give recommendations. We call it the next best action uh, to our employees uh, so that they are guided around, hey, what we think the best solve could be for this customer based upon what they have told us and what we know through all this data and telemetry. And to your point, these things continue to learn and get smarter and smarter over time, and they also are dynamic to adjust for whatever changes could be going on as well. And we've seen some real progress. It's been one of many of the things that have helped from an agent perspective, from an employee perspective, for our teammates to be better prepared and, and really much smarter in the interactions. It also takes into account, if you think to that, 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 that data representation that I was talking about with customer timeline and all those data elements, it takes all that into account as well, too. So if somebody, for example, just did um, a, a box reset uh, through the My Account app that we have launched, we'll take that into account if they call us to know that that was already done. And so, therefore, the employee isn't going to do anything other than acknowledge that piece, and then they'll move to the next step in troubleshooting. And as we get smarter around leveraging all that data and the past actions, we can tie these things together. We're carrying that same uh, thought process over to our customers with things like what we call real-time assist. Uh, and it's one of the things that we launched last year, um, which is really around this proactive support in the product, in our customer-facing tools like my account, but also meeting the customers through what their preferred channel of interaction is. So uh, on our X1 uh, platform, uh, which, you know, you could have the my account piece as one of the customer-facing tools that you access through your television and we'll give recommendations and other pieces there from a service perspective. Text messaging is obviously huge for us right. to leverage the mobile device that we all carry, right? Everybody has one, mm -hmm. and they're very comfortable with it. So how do we leverage real-time assist to keep you updated, for example, if you're moving your service with us? So we'll let you know, you know uh, that we've got your order, we're processing it, when the technician is going to be there, when your appointment is. If you want to cancel or reschedule your appointment, you can do all. So you have all of these cool ways to leverage this new technology, uh, not only for our employees, but obviously for these customer-facing applications. And we're excited about this because I think there's so much more you're going to see us do from a proactive support piece in the product, in these customer-facing tools, and just to be there to have you know a good cognitive experience for our uh, for our employees, so that we can help them and they can spend all their time focusing on the on the on the customer and the customer experience. So I already in my mind, I remember I'm watching a TV show again. I'm in St. Louis, so I don't have Comcast. Are you in St. Louis? I don't think you are. No, we're not. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I can say this. I'm safe then. Uh, 
but I'm in. I'm watching the show, and it and it drops. C- cable just goes out. And what what do I do when cable goes out? First, I is it the box? Does something go wrong? After about three or four minutes, what do I do? I pick up the phone and I make a phone call. And now what I'm doing is taking up the time, the valuable time of a good customer support professional that has to deal with angry customers. Because here's why I say customers with an S. It's not just me. It's my whole area went out. And that means there could be hundreds if not thousands of people calling the lines right now to find out why is my cable out where text message sent to everybody in the you know you know who owns you know that who who's in that area you you know who's their phone numbers you've got what you need to send a message to give them an explanation very quickly we are so sorry it's out here's when we anticipate it coming back on this is what we're doing we're going to update you every 30 minutes we promise and all of a sudden you've taken that you know and sure the customers are they ever going to be happy that their cable went out no but you're going to eliminate anger stress both on the customer side as well as uh, the employee side who's dealing with this so love that you're doing that i want to get back to training if you can just enlighten me on this how much time do you give I, I realize there's technical training and soft skill customer support training. Tell me what your people go through to learn customer service and support. Yeah, absolutely. And and Chef, if I can, I want to comment just one thing really quick on the outage piece, and then I'll come right back to your question on the training. Because you hit something that I've got a lot of passion about and and one of the capabilities that we built out was this outage notification piece. Because to your point, the customer just wants to know that that uh, we're aware and that somebody's working on it. So in the rare instance when there is an outage, we've built all these capabilities that as soon as that's declared, across all of these things. So if you check your My Account app, it'll tell you, and it can even do a push notification uh, that just lets you know that you're in an outage and will give you an estimated time of when it's going to be back up and running. And that same system powers what the employees will see, so our teammates will see it uh, if somebody calls them. We put it up front in the IVR tree, so... And it's all down to your point, down to the individual household level. So we can message directly to you uh, that you're in an outage and what the estimated time of repair is going to be and when you'll be back up and running and meet you on whatever channel you prefer that with. Uh, we even offer you, if you like, for example, that you said that you would call us, we'll offer and say, hey, do you want us to send you a text message when this is cleared? Um, so you can get proactive on letting folks know as well, too, and we do it in the in social media, all that kind of stuff. So it's just one of those examples around how we can leverage all this great telemetry and data and information we have to just make for a better customer experience. And we don't want there to ever be an outage, but a lot of times it's outside of things that we directly control, like a fiber cut or any of those kind of things. And we still want to make sure whether it's our issue or not that our customers are informed. Right. And, and you know yeah, when they're going to be back up. You're not passing the buck on the blame. You're just saying this is the fact and this is what we're doing to fix it. You know, last year, two airlines had major computer outages that grounded thousands and thousands of passengers. And if you went from one uh, ticket counter to the next ticket counter, you would get completely different answers from the employees as to when things were going to be fixed and what the problem was. And your system is obviously going not only to customers to inform them, but also to the employees to make sure everybody's on the same page. And I think that's crucial that any organization understands that when a customer calls and asks a question, and by the way, I joked about this before, if I don't like the answer to the question that I asked on a customer service professional, I'll hang up, count to 10, call back, get somebody else, ask the same question just to see if I'm going to get the same answer. <laughs> and you're not going to believe how often I get a different answer. 
So No, that consistency piece is absolutely critical, and that's why all this data has to be real-time, has to be ubiquitous across every channel. Um, you know, it's we want to go through and meet our customers where they want to be met, so we have all these different channels of support. But like we were talking about earlier, I can't have them on 20 different screens and 10 different ticketing systems. It has to be one uh, common database, if you will, so that everybody's ha- giving the same answer uh, to the same questions coming into it, regardless of whether it's through any one of these channels, self-service, social media, uh, one of our great Xfinity stores, you know, technician in the home, whatever. Yep. And they say, you know, which channel should I focus on? And my response is always, wherever the customer is, that's where you need to be. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what you're doing uh, in training all of these great people. So don't go, everybody. This is Amazing Business Radio. We'll be right back. Want to amaze your customers, impress the people you work with, and outshine your competition? Going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. In my latest book, Be Amazing or Go Home, I share the secrets behind my mantra, which is to always be amazing. Drawing on the routines of incredible people, I share simple practices that can elevate your game. Once you master those habits, you'll be able to create trust, build stronger relationships, make sales, advance your career, and much more. Now is the time to step out of ordinary and step into being amazing. Be Amazing or Go Home is now available on Amazon.com in ebook and hardcover. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Tom Karinchak, Executive VP, Customer Service, Comcast. And I want to ask you about training. When people come on uh, to work with you in the customer service world, even if they're technicians and they're you know very high level as far as technical concerns, going out in the field, installing, repairing, how much time do you spend on customer service training and how often do they go back for refreshers? I just want to show the world that this is the way companies are supposed to do it. Yeah, it's such an important part of our overall employee experience strategy, and we have really doubled down uh, on all of our training efforts. I'm I'm lucky in that I have a great partner in our chief learning officer um, in terms of how we just work together on the curriculum, on the amount of training time, the focus we, we, we put into this piece. And, you know, it starts really with that hiring process and that new hire training coming into it. And we do um, over six weeks of training to get somebody started just on the call center side um, with then what we call nesting after that piece as well, too, which can be uh, an additional couple of weeks as well. Um, we've launched this great new thing that we call Learning Nucleus uh, o- over the last year or so, um, which is also about throughout this process, there's a portion of the training that is instructor-led, and there's also a portion of the training that the individual themselves can go through and get certifications against. And so, therefore, they can do some self-learning and move forward. Because you think about it, you know, and going are the days of where you have, you know, 15 people in a classroom and you have to teach everybody the exact same thing all at the exact same time. Some folks will grasp concepts uh, uh, quicker. And so how do I make sure I can allow them to continue to progress at their own pace um, while making sure that others I can spend a little bit more time with to bring them along with us? And so not only do we focus on the amount of training and the curriculum itself uh, right up front, we also focus on the way that folks learn. Um, We do other things called connected classrooms where we get folks from different sites onto video teleconferences so that they can share best practices and information together as well, too. And it's just some examples around how we're really trying to get, you know, just better and better from from an overall training uh, experience. 
And these things don't stop at new hire. So we believe that the learning journey continues throughout your entire career with us. And so the new hire training is the foundation that we use to build upon, but then we are constantly doing up training. We have product labs in every one of our sites so that folks can go in uh, as a team uh, on breaks, really be able to go through and experience our products and services uh, uh, for themselves um, as we go through these pieces. Um, it's also part of our courtesy services where we give folks um, access to all of our products and services so they can enjoy them as well. So it's just a whole learning experience as we go through this stuff. And it's it's critical. It's been one of the investment areas that we've continued to double down on. And I think it's been a, a real success for us and a big part of our continued progress. The other piece that we do is, uh, and a lot of your listeners I'm sure are familiar with this piece, but we've launched uh, the net promoter system not only for our customers, um, but also for EMPS, employee NPS, for our, our employees as well. And, and, and by the way, for those that don't know, NPS is net promoter score. I can't imagine anybody that hasn't listened to our you know show in a while doesn't know that. But that is the, the big question. It's a simple question. On a scale of 0 to 10, what's the likelihood that you would recommend us? It gives you an idea of the intent to recommend based on the positive or maybe it's the lack of intent based upon a negative experience that they have, but it gives you a real quick gauge. And there's other questions that can go along with that, but that's the basic question. Yeah, Chef, and thanks for clarifying that piece. And actually, when we look at it, so there's the score piece that you talk about, we really look at it for NPS to stand for the Net Promoter System. Mm. Um, because of most importance for us is this ecosystem of feedback and plowing it back into the learnings for the company. So not only do we do it for the customers uh, so we can get their direct feedback and figure out how to get better from, from their perspective, we also do it monthly to our employees so that we can go through and get their direct feedback as well uh, and look through their verbatims and their suggestions. We put them into what we call uh, uh, elevations, and then it's our job as a leadership team to really attack those elevations and continue to make progress. And then we share those through what we call ENPS huddles, uh, each week um, throughout uh, uh, throughout the employee experience where their direct supervisor, their direct leader uh, is going to go through and not only do recognition of great experiences um, and, and thank folks for their feedback, but also share directly back to them the progress that we're making, the elevations that we've addressed and how we're just getting better. And it just creates this great system of this continuous learning and feedback from our customers, from the gold information that we get from our employees, and we're just getting better and better. And I got to tell you, that's been a big part of our overall ongoing training uh, and uh, and feedback and experience. Right. Like uh, Peter Drucker or somebody famous once said, you can't manage what you don't measure. So I'm going to go back. I know I don't know if you can quantify this or not, and it's a real simple question. I don't want to put you on the spot, but the average person in your organization who has customer interaction is obviously getting a tremendous amount of training six weeks from the very very beginning and then ongoing on average how much let's just take in a year how many hours do you think your people spend in the world of customer service and customer experience training well that's a great question and and you know we look at it uh not only from the formal training aspects of it um, but also from the, the leadership development that they're going to get from their uh, immediate boss as well, too. Mm-hmm. And so when I couple that piece into it as well, which is the direct feedback, by the way, a, a whole other topic maybe for us another time is how do we continue to free up our leaders 
to spend the maximum amount of time with their teams doing coaching and feedback. I want our leaders spending at least 80% of their day doing nothing but being there with their teams to support them, train them, and lead them. Um, it's part of our secret sauce, and it's a big investment that we go through and do, so we really don't share publicly how much we go through and do, but I can tell you it's a lot. I can tell um, it's a lot. It's, all right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really, really big part of our overall strategy and our investment in our employees. Well, I love that you're doing it. All right. We're just about to the end of our show, and you've been very gracious with your time. One last question. It's like a lightning round question with only one question. I call it the one thing question. The one thing you want this audience that's listening to our show to remember, it could be something you want to emphasize or something new you want to bring up. Ready, set, go. You know, we appreciate uh, our customers. We appreciate our employees. We are working incredibly hard uh, to continue to make progress. We're proud of what we've been able to accomplish, but we recognize that there's still work to be done. And you have from uh, Dave Watson, from Brian Roberts, our, our top leaders to every person in the organization, laser focused on how we're going to be there for our customers. And I would define it in the two big areas that, that we, we've touched on. But how do I go through, and you know, you mentioned that we have 29 million customers, but we're taking all of this great telemetry and data and we're scaling it down to one, to that individual customer, that household, how our products and services can be there uh, for them, for their entertainment experience, um, for uh, their internet experience, for how they live their lives. We appreciate their business and we recognize the awesome responsibility that we have to do exactly that. And they're going to see nothing but continued great progress from us, um, from our products, from our customer-facing uh, tools, from our employees, and our proactive support to show our appreciation for them. Well, I want everybody listening to go back and just rewind this for 60 seconds and listen to what Tom just said, because whether you're in the cable or Internet industry or whether you're in a manufacturing industry or retail industry, everything he said applies to just about every company, every situation that you would have with a customer. This is what it's all about. Tom, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom. Yep, absolutely my pleasure. It's uh, It's been great, and uh, just thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. All right, everybody, that wraps up another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We're going to have another one next week, so make sure you come back. And remember, until then, Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.